the Links and Locks podcast. Better than most. Better than most. Better than most. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Four. You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. What's up, everybody, and welcome once again to the Links and Locks Best Bet Podcast. I'm Jason Sobel from the Action Network. He is Ben Everell from the PGA Tour, and we are here to break down our favorite 18 bets, playing 18 holes for this week's CJ Cup. And as a reminder, the Links and Locks Podcast proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer in New Jersey and Colorado, bet $1 on any game, get $200 for free. Benny, what's going on? How are you this week? Hey, Jace. I'm doing great, mate. Um, looking forward to another big event, as you said, CJ Cup there at Congaree. Um, we did okay out of Japan, didn't we? I mean, we, we didn't hit the uh, the big the big winner there. I think you might have mentioned Keegan at some point. Um, not for me, but, uh, you know, a couple of guys that, that performed pretty well and um, let's see if we can't win some more money for the punters this week, eh? Yeah, I mentioned Keegan Bradley is a first-round leader last week. My guy still <laughs> stole the first-round lead from his buddy Keegan, and then Keegan yeah. goes on to win the tournament, so that's okay. So uh, spoke a little bit with Keegan this morning, and to say he is in good spirits right now is putting it mildly. He is extremely pleased with how it turned out. You saw he was overcome with emotion afterwards, and so really happy for Keegan, who uh, I don't know if people realize this because uh, he's not – as personable probably as a guy to the outside world as some other guys. He's not a Max Homa type. He's not this yeah. big personality. But for those who know Keegan well, he is as as genuine as they come on the PGA Tour. So very happy for Keegan. And we move on to the CJ Cup where Keegan is playing this week as well. They're at Congaree Golf Club in South Carolina this week. We've seen it one other time hosted the one-off Palmetto Championship on the PGA Tour last year. Benny, you and I were talking very briefly before we hit record on the pod, and this one should play a little bit differently than it did last year, correct? Yeah, look, it was in played in June of um, 21, uh, the Palmetto Championship at Congaree there. Now, basically, at that time of year, that course is generally usually closed. You know, they're not a summer course because of the humidity and, and the wet they can get and whatnot. It's it's a winter course and it's meant to play hard and fast. Uh, and that's by all reports what it's expected to play this week as opposed to being a little bit softer and spongy back then in June. Um, so with that in mind, um, yes, I think we can take some stuff from the edition before. Uh, it was 11 under, I think, Gary Kigo won it. I think it'll still be similar, um, just a different way about getting it, getting there, if you will. Um, you, you know, you, you're going to need to put it, plot your way around like a Melbourne set, like a sandbelt course in Australia. Um, ball roll out and into, you know, sandy waste areas and bunkers and whatnot if you're not careful. Um, so you do need your accuracy and you need to account for that roll. Um, you know, fire when you're coming into greens as well, you might be hitting the front of greens rather than going at those pins to get close. Um, it's going to take a little bit of thinking uh, around this place. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, I, I am too, and I'm excited to have some of my picks, which I think correlate to a thinking man's kind of golf course. So let's go play 18 holes, making 18 bets. Benny, as always, you're on the tee. Please swing away. All right, my first outright play uh, that I'm going to throw up there this week is uh, a guy that's not from Australia, 
um, <laughs> and did play quite decent there at the last the last time as well. One of the many runner ups there. But I'm going to throw Tyrrell Hatton at you at plus thirty five hundred. Um, Tyrrell knows how to play these style of courses. Obviously, it's not links per se, um, but it has that feel, that look. Um, and again, you have to plot your way around. Tyrrell Hatton is um, smart enough. He's just got to be whether or not he can keep his head on. Um, when the when he gets a bad break here or there or a roll to the left or a roll to the right that he doesn't quite like, he keeps his, his head in the game. Uh, I like Tyrrell Hatton uh, just because more than anything, that value. We have a big, big field this week, great names, but 3,500 for Tyrrell Hatton, who's shown flashes of form of late, um, is good for me. Yeah, I always bet on Tyrrell Hatton keeping a his wits about him on a uh, difficult golf course. I'm sure <laughs> he, he will be just pleased the entire time, just having a great yeah. time. So, uh, no, I do like that play. I'm going for the second hole with my long shot play, which has got a big number, but I think there's a lot of value here. Much bigger number than Hatton, but obviously a bigger long shot. Kevin Kisner coming mm-hmm. off uh, yep. the President's Cup just a few weeks ago. He's listed at 150 to one. Boy, that's a massive number on Kiz massive. this week. I really like that. We've seen, first of all, a Southeast golf course where you've got to use the ground. You've got to be creative. That's a Kevin Kisner type of golf course. Secondly, we know that he's not afraid to go out there and beat a big field with lots of big names in it. He is not intimidated by anybody. So put those two things together. And I think Kisner is a really, really nice play at 150 to one. I will sprinkle some on that number. Well, mate, I'll, I'll, I'm going to come forward then, I guess, because I had this at, in a later slot, but you've gone long shot, so I'll show you my long shot. I had Kevin Kisner as one of those options. All right. Uh, but I, And so we'll go with Kevin Kisner as one, but I'm going to throw in a second one now because of that. And I'm going to go with my first Australian of the week. Uh, and I'm going to tell you that Jason Day at 80 to 1 is somebody to look at in the long shot scenario, right? So you might want to sprinkle across across the board. But look, Jason at, at Vegas was starting to hit his straps. He had a couple of low rounds there. Um, he did so with the tribe of youngsters nipping at his heels uh, all week. And that, by that, I mean his four kids going mental mm-hmm. and crazy and carrying on like um, the cool kids they are. Um, look, Jason, I, I know I'm gung-ho on him. I've been talking about it, but you, you, there's going to be a time he wins again. You're not going to see these numbers again. It's a smaller field. He's played in Australia growing up a lot. He is a high ball flight. We know that, but he also knows how to play these style of courses. If he can keep it accurate enough, Jason Day is very good value at 8,000. For the sake of continue, continuality, is that a word, Benny? Continuity, continuity, maybe. Thank you. That's what I meant. <laughs> We're going to skip over my top fives for now and get right to my top 10 play, which is Jason Day. As I wrote in my column, Benny, I'm not sure that I have mentioned Jason Day's name in a piece of preview content since maybe the West Coast swing last year, 2021. It's been a long time since I've been on Jason Day, former world number one, now 143rd in the world. But like you said, if there's ever going to be a course and a format, no cut, you know, a bunch of big names, but a smaller field. This feels like the place. He was eighth place in Vegas just a couple weeks ago. Look, if Ricky Fowler can contend for a title, I think Jason Day can too. You got to kind of clench your teeth, grit him a little bit this week if you're going after Jason Day, but I think it could be a nice play with some good value. 
I will take him for a top 10. And I might sprinkle a little on an outright for J-Day too as well. All right. Well, just because you mentioned the name there, I'm going to use that segue and I'm going to go to my top 20 play. Uh, again, I'm looking for in my top 20s and top 40s, as you know, I generally try to get to the plus numbers. We can yeah. take an easy out and we can go to the minus numbers if we want. So don't sit there and think that um, I think this is the absolute best and most likely top 20. I just think this is the value top 20. And I'm going to run with that hot hand of Ricky Fowler plus 200 for a top 20. Um, and I'm going to say it because of this. I really am a believer that the time with Butch he spent, uh, he missed the cut in Vegas, but it actually worked out for him. He got more time with Butch. They started honing in on, on the return to what they're looking for out of Ricky. He's feeling good mentally. Uh, he went so close there um, in Japan. Um, no cut, et cetera. So I, I feel like he doesn't need to like fly out of the blocks, if you will, on Thursday. He just needs to play half decent. Um, I think Fowler will continue some form but for the t- plus 200 at top 20 uh, in a small field. I think he can you know, make that happen. I like that pick, Benny, and I will steal your entire entire intro to that play because, like you said, for the most part, I'm not playing top 20s on Rory McIlroy, on John Rahm, on mm-hmm. Scotty Scheffler. You're looking for plus money uh, numbers on these. And so especially in a 78-man field, you can find some good value. I'm going to go with a guy at plus 230 for a top 10. Taylor Moore is playing some really nice yeah. golf. 12th place in his last finish. Uh, you, you look at what he's done at Southeast Golf Courses, and, and something about the Bermuda tends to uh, really pique Moore's interest the most. And so uh, looking at him as a top 20, he's been either inside or right outside the top 20 in his last four starts in the Southeast region of the country. Uh, with a smaller field this week, uh, I think you kind of look at him um, based on the numbers, and it, he should be inside that top 25% of the field this week. So I think that is a nice play. All right, we get to the seventh hole then. Seventh hole, I'm looking at a couple of three-ball options that uh, DraftKings threw out early in the week, uh, to be honest. And I know you can get it across at different books as well. Um, but they've grouped together these. I'm going to give you three of them and where I think there's some value in them. They've got Shane Lowry, Jordan Spieth, and Max Homer, with Homer the favorite there. Spieth at 170, I like, potentially, mm-hmm. thinking man scores. And and Lowry's mm-hmm. at plus 200 in that three ball. So rather than, look, Max is awesome. He's in great form. But I don't know if he's going to necessarily hold off those other two guys this week. And um, full disclosure, too, I was at the Rams game here in L.A. yesterday, and so was Max Homer, and he was really enjoying himself, let's just say. He's having a great time in L.A., um, he was hoping, obviously, he'd be watching the Dodgers in, in a fifth game. I think that didn't happen for him. A bit of disappointment for Max. But, look, I just think that, again, Speed's had some success in Australia, two times Australian Open champion. Um, plus 170 just to beat two guys. I like that. Uh, same thought here with Cameron Young, an outsider against Hovland and Tom Kim. Plus 185. Big hitter, but a straight hitter. If he can keep it on the map, he's a chance to upset those other two guys. And, look, Rory and Rahm are the hot favorites. But when are you going to see Scheffler plus 220 to beat just two guys? Yeah. yeah. Um, value. I'm not saying, you know, look, Rory should have a good week. Rahm should have a good week. But Scheffler 220 just to beat two guys. Value's there. Yeah, that's a really good point. And uh, I will be mentioning Jordan Spieth later on in the <laughs> yes, podcast. Tease, 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 tease. All right, we get to the eighth hole. And I'm going to go with the top 40 here. And I get it. Look. You're not going to make a whole lot of money betting top 40s in a 78-man field. That's why we got to dig deep. We got to find some guys. You're really barely going to find any guys even at plus money. But I found Lee Hodges 
in his second season on the PGA Tour, played some nice golf. I mean, look, it, it is nothing overly exciting. It is not, hey, I think he's going to win this week. But just finish in the top half of the field at minus 125. Again, it, this is not an all-in kind of play. This is not a put-the-mortgage-on-it kind of play. But it's just a – Lee Hodge is a pretty nice player. I think he's playing pretty nicely right now. I think that's a decent play. If you like to make some conservative bets and you're not going to go, okay, or maybe you want to offset – some long shot outright plays. You just want to bankroll something. I think Lee Hodges for a top 40 could work out. Man, I got the exact same thoughts in the top 40 market. Um, I've picked two guys at plus money here. Very few are there in the market at plus money. Uh, and I'm thinking not a lot. Like, you know, I'm talking throw 10 bucks on each of these guys to try to get some of your money back for your bigger plays. Um, the two guys that I liked, the first one is sort of on reputation alone because he hasn't necessarily set the world on fire yet, but Justin Suh, plus 100 mm-hmm. for a top 40. And last week, uh, there was a guy on 59 watch out there in Japan, John Ha, huh, plus 140 um, for the top 40 this week. So, look, sprinkle there for me, more than anything, trying to just cover some money from uh, other bets. Suh so, and Ha, huh, I like yep. that. All right. <laughs> As we make the turn here, On the Links and Locks podcast, just a reminder that this podcast is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer in New Jersey and Colorado. $1 on any game, you get $200 for free. It's just that easy. All right. We get to the 10th hole. It is my tee here on the 10th, and usually on the 10th, I like going with my first-round leader play, and I'll do that. As well, right now, a guy that I always like, Benny. I can't tell you if I if I haven't mentioned Jason Day on the podcast in a year and a half, <laughs> then I haven't mentioned Keith Mitchell on the podcast in a day and a half because <laughs> I talk about him all the time. His first round scoring average over his over his last eight starts is sixty nine point six three. That includes five scores of sixty eight or better. His last one in Vegas a couple of weeks ago was a sixty five on Thursday. I'm still bullish on him long-term. I think he can win more than once on the PGA Tour over the next 10 months. But until he starts stepping on the gas pedal, because he's been outside the top 30 in his last six starts, I'll stay a little conservative. I won't go too aggressive on my Keith Mitchell plays, but I think he can put one good round together as he's been doing lately. I'll take him for first-round leader. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, mate, I like that. As you know, I'm, I'm a fan of Keith when he gets in the mix. And it was a year ago at this event when it was in Vegas um, that Rory McIlroy singled him out as a guy that um, that showed the depth of tour and that, you know, when he's in the mix, Rory originally was thinking, oh, I've got this guy covered, only to be sort of shocked into coherence to be like, no, this guy is, doesn't, isn't afraid of me. So um, I, I like Keith. But I'm going to go... For my first round leader scenario, I'm going to go back to the advice I tried last week that didn't necessarily work, but I'm still, I'm still sticking by it uh, for these type of events, especially. Um, 
I'm going to go here with the favourites because I don't want to bet them at their numbers to win the tournament. Okay. So the, the guys I'm looking at here are Rory, Ram, and actually Speed. Um, again, uh, I feel like I want to get on them. Uh, don't want to get on them at their outright number just yet. It's too short, especially Rory. It was around like 650 in some spots or eight to 850. I want to see that first round and then maybe jump on those guys as they blow out a little bit for the outright from there. This also gives me a little cover for that. So if I hit a little bit, put a little bit on the outright first round lead, I don't, I'm not, I'm, I haven't put them in the outright market yet, but let's say Rory goes out and starts super hot. Well, bugger it. I've missed him at the 650 and now he's 400, but I collected on that first round lead at 14, 15, 1600. Um, it's sort of like a cover bet um, in these sort ones where it is possible that a guy at the top of the leaderboard can go out fast. Um, so that's that's the tactic I'm going to use. Not not big cash, just a little bit there to cover me before I go in on those guys in the outright. That's what I'd be yeah. doing. Yeah, I like that play. That's very smart. Okay. Get to the 12th hole. Uh, in my preview this week, I targeted Christian Bizudin. Biz, yeah. <laughs> we don't even have to edit that. It's hard to say. Christian <laughs> Bizudinhout. Thank yeah. you. Jeez, I've practiced that for like two years. I still just call him Seabez. We call him Seabez in the internet. <laughs> Way better, Cbez. I, I targeted him, Benny, as a guy that I'm not yet going after for outright market bets, but I, I do like for head-to-head matchups. And the reason for that is because he's just playing good, solid golf. Last four results, tied for 29th, tied for 20th, tied for 39th, tied for 12th. What does that tell us? Well, he's not making a ton of money, but he's just a solid, consistent performer. So I'm looking at him for head-to-head matchups, and wouldn't you know it, the first one I found, plus money, in fact, plus 105 against last week's champion, who you know is going to be <laughs> wiped out after that. In fact, yeah. I spoke with Keegan Bradley. We may know this by the time they tee off on Thursday because he's going to be meeting with the media. But Keegan told me flying home from Japan, staying at home for a day or two, then flying to Congaree. That's a lot of travel after a big week for him getting Cbez at plus money in that matchup is pretty good. And I like him in some other matchups. Like I said, just a good solid performer. I would expect something right around the top 20, maybe better. So this is a place where if you're looking to fade some players who are around the same number as Bizet I would take him there. I like it, mate. Yeah. Um, it is hard for guys to back up. You saw last week, people were a bit shocked when I said we should fade Tom Kim mm-hmm. and look, he, he just wasn't able to keep the foot on the gas. You know, it was a long, long lot of travel. He's also was thinking ahead to this week. Um, and now, look, I've left him out of my lineups here this week, Tom, but uh, maybe he will reinvigorate himself this week because of that. We'll see. But that that first start up, especially with long travel, is always hard. So, yeah, Keegan, it'll be hard for him to keep the, the role going. So definitely a nice player plus money that you're talking about there. Uh, all right. I'm going to go to top five. Now, this guy... I was, you know, he basically all would probably have made my top two outrights had the number been, had Hatton's number not been so high. Um, it's not an, it's a pretty obvious play to be honest for a top five, but I like Matt Fitzpatrick here mm. this week. Plus 350. Uh, I think you can look at him in the 10 outright, as I said, across the board if you want. Um, again, look, he was in the top 10 last time it was there. Not really comparable, yes, comparable, but 
in terms of a guy who's smart and can plot it around and keep things on the map, Fitz is a, is a pretty decent effort at that. Look, he, he won the US Open, as we know, um, you know, getting it around. Uh, I, I feel like he'll come in with some pretty good confidence and maybe even under the radar just a little bit because of the big names that are all in the field. Um, you know, Fitz, the little guy, sometimes gets forgotten about. Uh, but I see that as plus 350, not bad. And again, this is another possible person who you can wait on that first round if you want, um, because you'll see that movement, especially if a bigger name leads, but he's in a few shots back, you might get great value on Matt Fitzpatrick in the, the later rounds. I, I think that's a smart play, Benny, and a smart way to play it. I mentioned Fitzpatrick in my column as well. So I, I think that's a nice one. I'll get back to my top fives, which I skipped over earlier. And I, I don't necessarily love anyone at the top of the board so much that I'll go, oh, you've got to take Rory. You've got to take John Rahm for a top five uh, lock of the week. I, I don't feel that way, but I don't feel great about any of the guys further down the board where I go, oh, this guy will definitely play well. So uh, my advice is to take a couple of guys, and if one of them pays off, you're going to be up. Uh, at least in this category. And the two guys I'm looking at for top fives this week are guys who have played well on fast, firm golf courses in the past, like this one, Congaree should be. The first, Aaron Wise, who's 45 to one outright, but plus 750 for a top five. The second one is a guy that I've been waiting for an end of year surge, and I'm still waiting for it. Tommy Fleetwood, 80 to one outright this week. I'll sprinkle a little of that number, but plus 1,200. For a top five this week for Tommy Fleet, what I think is a great number. I will play each of those guys. Uh, think about it this way. If just one of them hits at those numbers, you're doing pretty well. So it's a little bit of a hedge. Like it, like it. All right. I'm going to the well here. The bookies have jumped off him. You and I have been gung-ho about this guy. It's a top 10 play on my card here, but I also like the long shot at 70 to 1 for outright for a sprinkle. Cameron Davis, plus 450, mm. top 10. I'm going back to him. I thought he was going to win two weeks ago. I stayed with him to hang out there about in top 10, I think, last week. Uh, he sort of, eh, he was okay over there in Japan. But, again, former Australian Open winner. Knows how to play Australian-style courses. Can hit the ball out there. I just don't want to jump off just yet, while we, while we, even though the bookies have. And that's where I think that I might might jump some value there. Um, so Cam Davis, 70 to one outright, but, but 450 for a top 10 Australian style course, Australian player in somewhat of form, um, confidence rising. I see it as a good chance to get him before that number comes back in. It makes a lot of sense, Benny. It makes even more sense if I tell you that after the last two weeks of being on Cam Davis, I have jumped off. So there that should go. essentially guarantee him the victory <laughs> this week. All right. <laughs> 16th all, I got a couple more long shots for you again. These are guys that I'm just kind of sprinkling all over the board. Uh, one of them I, I really like for this golf course. You look at what JT Poston has done lately since his victory at the John Deere Classic. Man, JT is playing some really solid golf. Uh, top 35 in six of his last seven starts. The only one he wasn't was Vegas, where he went to Vegas fresh off a bachelor party, I believe. That's never going to be a secret to success. So other than that, JT Poston playing some really nice golf. He plays his best golf in the Southeast, specifically in the Carolinas. So uh, there's reason to like him this week. And, and then the other guy who's not playing great golf right now, but if I told you 
two, three, four months ago that you get Davis Riley in a limited field at a hundred to one, you would have yeah. jumped at it. So uh, I get it. He's not quite on his game right now, but I can't avoid that big number on Riley. All right. Yeah, I can say that. I said there's definitely a week that you can look for some value. And so that, that the advice I'll tell people as well is, yeah, well, look, we could have a big name and likely a big name at the top might come through in the end. Um, but there's definitely value across the board because of that, because of the depth at the top of the field. Uh, all right, my big, my number one play, 17th hole, number one outright. Again, I've mentioned the bigger names who I think you do need to keep an eye on after that first round. But if you need to go in on someone straight up from the start, I'm going with Sanjay M, your man that you were talking about last week. Everyone's like, oh, hang on a minute. What what, what, do you, what about he hasn't had much, you know, Australian sandbelts um, form, et cetera. Well, he did play there in the President's Cup in 2019 at Royal Melbourne. And he did go 3-1-1 one, and one at that to lead the international team there. Uh, he is as accurate as they come off the tee, generally speaking. Ball striking machine. Uh, he only needs a few of the putts to drop and he's going to be up there. Uh, again, we talked about what he's after, you know, like with Tom Kim winning a, a week and a bit ago. There's that form on the board. So I, I think that, yeah, Sung Jim is a great play, plus 1,800 if you have to get in early. All right, I like that a lot. I was still on Sungjae a little bit this week, even though he burned me last week. Uh, for my favorite outright, 18th hole, I'm going with a guy who's one of my favorite plays because he's both a narrative play and a technical play. What I mean by that, for the narrative play, is that just a few weeks ago, Benny, right after the President's Cup, we saw Tom Kim be able to parlay that momentum into a victory in Las Vegas. Well, he wasn't the winningest player during the President's Cup that week. Jordan Spieth, maybe not the best player for the U.S. that week, but look, the record proves that he was certainly playing good golf. He was 5-0-0, just the sixth player ever at the President's Cup, to hit that mark. He hasn't played in a month, but I, I still think some of that momentum could be happening for Jordan Spieth. Secondly, the technical play, look, we mentioned it earlier, this is a thinking man's golf course. You mm -hmm. have to be creative on this course. Uh, play it in the air. Use the ground. Figure out how to get your wedge shots to stop close to the hole. That is Jordan Spieth in a nutshell. I love everything about this, the correlation that it should have on his game. And if you think, well, he's not a guy that plays his best golf in the Southeast normally. Well, hey, Quell Holloway just went 5-0-0, as I mentioned. Plus, his lone win in 2022 so far. I don't know that there's a necessarily correlation between Harbortown and Congaree, like we'll see this week, but... South Carolina golf course, there's some similarities, certainly. And so that's where Spieth has already won this year. I see him going two for two in the state of South Carolina this week. Benny, thanks for everything as always, buddy. Yeah, no worries, mate. Yeah, look, I'll just chime in in there. So I mentioned Spieth a few times earlier. I think it's a great play, mate. I, I really do. I think that um, especially if he puts anything like he did at that President's Cup, that was old, old school Spieth, just knocking in 20 footers like they were nothing. Uh, if you get that guy... And the guy who beat, by the way, Cam Davis in singles after going behind early by just making a bunch of putts. If you get that guy, he might not only win, but he might win by a bit. So yeah. if he's got yeah. that form on the board, it's someone to definitely watch. Yeah, I think it's going to be a nice week for Spieth. Uh, using that as a springboard towards success here late in the year and moving into 2023. Thanks to everybody out there for listening to this edition of the Links and Locks Best Bets podcast presented by Bet365, as it is every single week. Remember, you can find this podcast everywhere you find your favorite podcast. Download, subscribe, 
rate and listen every single week. For Ben Everell, I'm Jason Sobel. Good luck with all your bets for this week's CJ Cup. Here's hoping you hit the green. <laughs>